KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. it is yeah all right so we're here uh i'm trembling a little bit from all of this this hacking that's going on the playstation network i can i can i can feel your trembling yeah because you know that i access the playstation network at least once or twice a year and so it's really important to me that it's up all the time and i know this because i sent you a friend request about nine months ago and i have yet to see it approved yeah so because of all this business which if you're listening to the show live you might have heard the news break before our show that was amazing right national news what is that norm that's cnn news uh what was that the the news break before our show that's cnn yeah all right CNN. cnn i don't know what cnn stands for but it's big time Cable News Network is what it stands for. There it is. Cable News Network. That's the big time. They're even talking about this. That's serious Uh, business. Like Joystick and Gadget? Sure. I understand. They're geeks. They live in my world. They'll tell me about the PlayStation Network being down indefinitely and being totally hacksword. By the way, before Sony did, I was reading about how emails were going out. This is like uh, an hour ago. And I only just got my email literally 16 minutes prior to right now. 16 minutes ago, I got me yeah. from Sony saying, there were, oh, by the way, we were totally hacked. News of that came out like a few days ago, that they were going to notify PSN users. Yeah, there's some uh, some politician guy in Connecticut who's really mad at Sony and uh, you know yelling at them a bit for, yes, he for is. not telling people soon enough. Now, this is interesting because they say that they basically found out about the intrusion sometime between the 17th and the 19th. And, and the latest information is that they actually – now, you may – like right, it's funny what, to give a range of days – as when we found out, right? Yeah, but we discovered something sometime during these three well, days. Apparently what happened was, at least according to official report, is that they they realized what was going on on the 19th. But they realized that whatever had been going on had started around the 17th. That's and they realized it on the 19th. Well, um, let's let's rewind a little bit and tell those people who may not have heard anything about this, which is probably zero listeners. Um PlayStation Network, they they had a problem like a month ago, right? Or it's always it's month. always been a cat and mouse game between Sony security and the hackers. Well, the PlayStation Network going down has not something that happens frequently. Well, fair enough, fair enough. But that yes. happened sometime in the last month or so. Yes, it did. And then it's happened again. And it's, that was that was the whole anonymous thing, where like, oh, we we gave you a DDoS attack, and and then oh no, we just realized that this is worse for normal people instead of the corporation, and oh, we'll stop doing this now. Yeah. So and and also, if you don't know, anonymous is a proper name here, proper noun, um, like 4chan basically going after. Uh, somebody yeah, collectively so great decided job, to guys. go after Sony, probably because of the GeoHot thing. I think. Smooth move. Yeah. Anyway, so they took down the network, and now it's it went down again towards the end of last week, and uh, there was no real explanation. And right. then we figured out it's an intrusion, stuff's going on, and we then there's some rumor on on like gamer blogs that it's actually because people got uh, a hacked firmware loaded it onto the PlayStation. Right. I have some inf- I have some information about this. Okay, so let me give the basics and then you you fill in. Go for it. Uh, so the rumor has it, and I don't remember where I read this. Rumor has it that some group of people that and this probably spread quickly in the underground uh, got a hacked firmware for the PlayStation 3, and we know that they've been getting all hacked lately. You know, 
running special right. It's, it's the traditional cat and mouse game where the hackers discover an exploit and then exploit the exploit, and then Sony discovers that they're getting exploited and they plug up the hole only to wait yeah, yeah, until yeah. the next. Same thing with the started. iPhone getting jailbroken and the original Xbox getting totally screwed. Sure, the Xbox sure. 360 to a degree as well. Um, anyway, so they get some hacked firmware running on it that allows them to pretend that they're a developer, and developers right. have the freedom to go into PlayStation Network and add virtual credits to their virtual credit card and download whatever they want from the PlayStation Network. Right. Essentially, what it amounts to is that you could just make up your favorite 16-digit number, and there's no checking to see whether that's a credit card or not. And yeah. then so in this context, basically, you can buy as many things because no check happens to see whether there's that actual valid credit card account, right? Yeah. It's just, oh, here's a number. Okay, here, you can well, have these You can have these uh, virtual money points. But to be clear, that's on purpose. Developers get that yes. intentionally. And, and in fact, right, and in fact... You know, Xbox developers also have a similar type of thing. There is a secret, uh, ostensibly secure side of the network that they're on where they can basically, quote-unquote, purchase as many Microsoft points as they want for testing purposes. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the name of that. It's something net. It's Microsoft net or, it's, or it is Xbox something net, net or something. I, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, developers get access to this stuff, and it's it's totally intentional. What's not intentional is for people who aren't developers and haven't paid probably tens of thousands of dollars for developer development yeah. kits to also get access to this. Yeah. If so, I said the name, when I come home, I will find helicopters circling over my property. It's not some private people, name, the Xbox thing. People rappelling down. I've, no, I've heard it before. They're, they're going to shoot, they're going to shoot a, a beanbag projectile at me and stun me. I don't think so. If I... If, Rich knows. And then they'll catch me in a net, and they'll scoop me up and take me away. I'll talk to Rich about this. I don't, I don't remember what All right, it is. talk to Rich. So... Anyway, we don't want people to think that it's linked to you he's, for some he's, reason. He's not on the list like I am. <laughs> so, anyway, so to clarify, developers intentionally get this. People supposedly hack their PS3s to pretend to be this. And so that's what the underground video game people are thinking is really the issue. But, but, but here's the interesting thing, right? Is that, so, th- that coincidental circumstance is definitely a real issue. Like, there is, that firmware was released, and people did start, using it and i doubt it's why it was really shut down though right well and i and i doubt that too for the very reason that that is a huge huge security hole and problem for sony but it does not involve the compromise of any personal data of any of the users in order to achieve that so in order for that to be the real reason sony basically it it basically implies that sony must have fabricated an even worse reason yeah which is not this is crazy yeah they would be pretending that something even worse getting in trouble with politicians and by the way if people are on there getting stuff for free they're not sony's not making any money but other people are actually paying for stuff and sony's making money right. so shutting it down completely so that no one can use it right doesn't make sense to me right. um and they could certainly identify if people are doing that they could only identify who those people are if they let them do it so that they could then shut them down. If they yeah. turn it off, they can't identify those people. So I don't believe that that's the reason it was shut down. But it clearly was shut down. They sent an email. And, and let me go ahead and read this email. Um, oh, I've got a funny story for you during the break. Let me. Unrelated to gaming. This just just in. So anyway, about PlayStation. I'll, I'll read this email. Um, all right. So from Sony. And this came from, well, PlayStation Network. 
All right, valued PlayStation Network slash Curiosity customer. By the way, I have no idea what Curiosity is. Something about music. Something about music. Okay. We discovered between April 17th and April 19th, 2011, certain PlayStation Network and Curiosity service account information was compromised in connection with an illegal and unauthorized intrusion into our network. In response to this intrusion, we have, one, temporarily turned off PlayStation Network and Curiosity. Two, engage an outside recognized security firm, recognized but they won't name who, uh, to conduct a full and complete investigation into what happened. And three, quickly taken steps, quickly taken steps to enhance security and strengthen our network infrastructure by rebuilding our system to provide you with greater protection of your personal information. Uh, we greatly appreciate your patience, understanding, goodwill, blah, 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 blah. Although we're still investigating, we believe an unauthorized person has obtained following information, including... Name, address, uh, city, state, and zip, country, email address, birth date, PlayStation Network, password, and login. Like, they're not screwing around here. These people got your password. Sony is admitting that. It's also possible that your profile data, including purchase history and billing info, or billing address, was taken. And then this is the fun part uh, that at least I read somewhere else. While there is no evidence at this time that credit card data was taken, we cannot rule out the possibility. Now, this is interesting. This is an interesting tidbit, right? Because on the news that we just heard from the break, the CNN news, right? I, I love this, right? Like, okay, maybe maybe credit card information was compromised, but maybe it wasn't, right? But the way that you said it, which is the official stance, is framed just a little bit differently than the way the news outlets are saying it, where the news outlets are more like, and your credit card could be compromised. Right. I don't remember exactly how, how CNN it's put it, like but we that. do have the article from yeah, CNN yeah. in front of got, us. Yeah, it's got a little bit of the, there's something in your house that's going to make it explode. Find out at 11 p.m. Yeah, during the break, I'm going to read the CNN article that, that Norm was kind enough to print out for us and bring into the studio while we were talking. Um, but to continue this important point, and then I'll shut up. While there's no evidence that uh, credit card info was taken, we can't rule out the possibility if you provided your credit card data through PlayStation Network or Curiosity. This is, this is awesome. Out of an abundance of caution, we are advising you that your credit card number, excluding the security code, which is funny. They're saying, we don't know, but definitely not the security code. Right. Uh, and expiration date may have been obtained. For your security, we encourage you to uh, be especially aware of email, telephone, blah, 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 scams. It's a bit scary that they don't know, but I have never been happier in my life knowing that I have not spent a dime on the PlayStation Network. <laughs> I haven't either, and I'm not, I don't think I gave them my credit card. I really don't. Um, but I also don't, don't remember, because there's so many times where you have to give a number like that just to get online. Right. And so I... I, when? Well, with like Xbox, they have my credit card number, but I had to pay. Yeah, them. the Xbox, but I don't recall ever actually having to input in the credit card. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, for like, the PSN. Services in general will often yeah. make you do that, and so I just don't recall because it was so long ago. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't even remember the password to my first account. That's why I've got some you know, stupid number after my name right. in my PlayStation account. Right. Anyway, um, it's crazy, and advice to all of you, since a lot of us use the same password in various places. So if they got your email and your password on PlayStation Network, and the email that your PlayStation Network is connected to uses the same password, yeah. that means that was taken, and that might be the backup pa- email for some other Gmail account or some yeah, other account you have. So, like, you need to go and change everything. And now I've got to, like, set up a whole new algorithm for my various passwords in various places, and it's a big headache. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a good idea to do anyway from yeah. time to time. I probably won't do that pain. because I think that my password on the Sony thing was one of those random jumbled up passwords that I never changed to anything. But... um. Yeah, the the scary part is not that somebody knows your address, because that's like, who cares? That's an address, right? Yeah. The scary part is that they have your address, and then they have their your email address is associated with your physical address, which is associated 
with your PSN ID, which your username, right? Like they could, somebody smart who's interested in an endeavor like identity theft can, without a lot of difficulty, obtain more information about you just by corroborating those pieces of information that they know are connected. Oh, yeah. It's like there, there were websites that posted like, you know, oodles and oodles of Facebook usernames and passwords. Right. Like, oh, that username's probably the same username that you use over on your Yahoo email right. account. Right, and most people do stuff like that, right? So, which is, which is, it's, it's kind of funny if you think about it because I, I really don't like to spread myself across the internet in that way, right? So I'll have an, I'll have a username on one service that's like something and something else that's completely different, right? And it's like, it's a little schizophrenic. But it's more You're crazy, though, apparently, because everybody else likes to have the same identity from place to place so that they can be recognized yeah. within a community. Right. Um, so, like, my username actually on, on uh, Xbox Live is Chatterbox Alon because it's, you know, mostly I'm playing online representing the radio show and stuff. But right. Like, in other places, my username is usually Moalon on right. the internet. Um, so, anyway. It, so, hackers. You could get totally screwed. Don't take Alon stuff. Yeah, well. He doesn't have anything worth taking anyway. All right, well, we'll talk more about this when we get back from the break. During the break, I'm going to tell Ara my funny story. And he has a ray gun. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. Welcome back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Is it really? I can't believe it's still Tuesday. Can you? you know, I've had I've had a crazy long week, and it's only Tuesday. Today felt really long to me as well. Yeah. And what's funny is uh, Molly contacted me, and she's like, out of nowhere, is it? Uh, is it just me, or is every is is today just going by really slowly? Or I think she did, said, uh, are the days this week going by really slowly? Yeah. And, uh, and that's ironic because they are for me as well. Yeah, all of us. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know what happened but to the for, world. For me, it had to do with um, confronting someone at the gym who apparently has a hang-up about uh, white man and black man. Um, so that was interesting. And then also um, just a, a crazy fit of steering my wheels into a curb for no good reason. Not a good In the idea. middle of the day. Most expensive lunch ever. Yeah. Bad times. Yeah, well, you know, like I told you before the show started, I, I backed into a truck recently too, man. Yeah. Like we all we all make mistakes. And, I've never had a problem like that. And and oops. I hope that you can appreciate the sheer pleasure that it gives me knowing that you've done something just as stupid recently. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would gauge it as just as stupid. Maybe more stupid. I don't know. But uh, but I felt pretty dumb. Either Especially way, I had passengers in the car, and the guy me. I hit was in his car at the time, <laughs> considering the parked car. That's you know. Not necessarily yeah. what you've been in the car. But. You, you know they say that you get into an accident on average once every nine years. Well, I've been driving for about 16. Yeah. So you should have to. about two accidents right now. <laughs> really? Give or That's, take. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to Maybe it. Maybe 1.9. You haven't had any? Uh, no. Well, that was your one. It I mean, was just a small one. I must have done something. Yeah. It depends what you consider an accident. One time, like slipping on ice, I forced myself into the curb to stop me from going into uh, cross traffic. Yeah. You know, and then I, I blew a wheel doing that. I would say if, you, if your car hits something and you're not trying to ram anybody, it's an accident. Well, I was trying to hit the curb. I just wasn't trying for it to destroy my tire. I see. But I wanted to hit the curb to stop me from sliding into traffic. That's fair. I mean, that, that was a good decision. Sure. 
I think I, I did when I was 16 sort of graze my friend's parents' car that was parked just because I took a wide a wide parking turn. Yeah. But it was bare. Like, it was just, like, Turtle waxed it up and it was, it was taken care yeah. of. Yeah, I did that to another car in a parking lot. Yep. When I was, like, the first started driving. Mm-hmm. Didn't get the whole, like, geometry, physics of how to, like, exit a parking spot thing down very well. I was going in, not out. But yeah, anyway, I was going out bad. Now. That's all I can remember. There must have been something else I've done. And then, then there was the other time that I, um, when I was 17, when I spun a uh, Suburban more than 360 degrees. That's difficult to do. Was there ice involved? Because I've, no. I've spun around with ice. No ice. Summer, 90 degrees. Nice. RS-17. <laughs> He's all got right. his dad's Suburban, going to the beach. What could go wrong? Yeah, congratulations there. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about games. Uh, before we do that, actually, let's talk about UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advanced Technology. You should go there, listener, and uh, learn about the programs they have to offer and how, you know, information security. That's one of the things they offer, and you could go there and then work at Sony and make them not suck as much because uh, all their stuff was hacked. That would be that would be good. The, you know, the CNN article says they don't know how many people were compromised. I'm pretty confident it was basically all of them, yeah, or potentially all. Like Whether or not we know it was all of them, the whole thing was exposed. Right. Something right. like that. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't take just such drastic measures. It's been down for almost a week, yeah, this and is they're saying huge. it's going to be down for at least another week. This is huge. Now, th- I also found it quite interesting because the um, Sony released a fact on this incident and you can look at it on their site and one of the questions is um can i get my money back or (laughs) can i get some money (laughs) right and they're like well you don't pay for the service well so so i find it an interesting topic of discussion to discuss what remuneration if any you deserve right and maybe this is going to be a real short conversation but i'm of the opinion that you know hey if, if anyone's paying a monthly subscription fee you should get prorated refund of all the days the service was not available. And they do have a paid service, PlayStation Plus. Right. So you may be one of the two people who ordered that. Right. So but assuming you're not. Hey, you know what? I have I have called up Cox. Cox. Cable. Cox Cable, Internet, whatever. They provide those services. And on days that, like, every once in a while, this hasn't happened in a long time, we're like, oh, my Internet service is down today, right? So I'll call them up. Hey, I didn't have any Internet service today, right? And, okay, it was only three bucks. But they totally refunded me for that one day, prorated, kind for my monthly fee. That totally just means awesome. they, have, they have enough outages that they're used to that. <laughs> Perhaps. So I think that was that would be the proper thing for Sony to do, is to refund everybody who's paying monthly for services. I think that if you're not paying extra for any services, I don't think that you should get really anything. Okay, but it does go deeper than that. So consider the fact that I buy a PlayStation 3 with the expectation that there is online gaming available. And let's actually discuss the impact of this outage, right? Sure. In order to do anything on the PlayStation that involves connectivity, like if I think you can you can probably access the internet and I think Netflix will give you a bunch of complaints, but if you click through enough you can use it. Uh, at least according to a friend of mine who tried it. You mean even if PSN is down? Yeah, like it says, Oh, you're not logged in, log in and then you just keep saying no, 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 no. Eventually you can use Netflix. But that's very interesting. But if you want obviously if you want to use the, the PlayStation Network store to buy something, you can't do it. If you want right. to get a movie can't do that. If you want can't do to that. Which honestly is more Sony's loss than anyone else's. Yeah, exactly. Um but maybe there was a release, you know, that you were looking forward to. Can't get it. Uh if but more importantly, if you have any game you want to play online with people, like Portal Two just came out. Oh, too bad. Mortal Kombat just came out. Oh, too bad. You can't even play them at all. You can't play them online because you have to be signed in. And it's it's just like with an Xbox. 
you know, as soon as you turn it on, it automatically signs you in. Yeah. Well, usually, or you tell it to sign in to Xbox Live, regardless of what you're doing, you're signed into Xbox Live. If you're not signed in, you can't play online with people. You can't do anything online. There are some games. Same thing with PSN. There are some games that you just can't play. I don't know which ones they are, but you can't play at all. Well, because there's, there's some games that are online only. Yeah. So think about, um, you know, I, I don't even know what games are available on PSN because I use it so infrequently. But let's imagine Quake Arena. Right. Which is like, you know, Quake 3. You're, you're not, there's no single player. You're just playing online. Sure. Um, so that sort of game, any game that's multiplayer only, yeah. too bad you can't do that's, it. That's an even stickier situation, right? How do you remunerate somebody for the loss of that service that they have paid for already with a one-time payment of buying well, the Well, yeah, especially because you paid, you know, you, you paid a retailer probably, not Sony. If you played PlayStation, if you paid directly from PlayStation Network to download a game that was online only, there's right. a little bit there. But there's right. also the general expectation you bought a PlayStation, right. uh, which, you know, with the expectation you'd be able to use these online yeah. features, you can't. And you, you know what I think would be a fabulous gesture by Sony? And not a completely unfair one, and I think, in fact, it would benefit Sony in the end all around, is if they let everybody have PlayStation Plus for one month. Yeah, the downside to that is I don't think there's any real advantage to it in the short term. Like The advantage is you get to download some games for free. Well, yeah, you get some stuff for free. For Sony, it's great advertising. I really don't think that PlayStation Plus service is really taking off. Agreed. And it also would be great press for that service itself because yeah. I think I don't think a lot of people really know, still even and know about it. I'm sure they will because Microsoft's done similar things where there was like a day or two of an outage or difficulty on Xbox Live. Right. They've just given away a free game. Right. Uh, and so Sony will probably do the same thing. Uh, at least that's my guess because this is such an extended outage that's getting so much press. They've right. got to do something. I think it'll it's minimal cost to them and it'll pay huge dividends in response, especially you know when something like this happens and you show the community a, a gesture like that. I think that the the level of appreciation from the users is often underestimated. Yeah. You know what's ironic about this, too, is this weekend, this Easter weekend, was um, Microsoft's free Xbox Live Gold weekend. So people Very are playing for free over there, yes. probably playing it in greater numbers. Meanwhile, no one could use the PlayStation yeah. Network. Well, here's, here's another thing that's quite interesting. I would I would wager that the populate the numbers of people that are playing on Xbox Live now is much higher because there's an entire avenue of play that used to be available that's no longer available. So people who would have been playing on PSN right now, as few as they might be, they're probably on Xbox. There's I mean, there's a good number of people who do use it. It's just not us, not our crowd. Right. But well, no, but that's of... what I'm saying. However many there are, right? None of them are on PSN right now. Well, that's true. Right. And if they want to play a video game online, they're going to be on Xbox. Now, related to this, I want to tell you another story. This Saturday, I was off, uh, you know, gallivanting about town, doing some things, and and one of the people at at one of the establishments I was at, um, <clears throat> he saw my name and he's like, oh, you know, I, I thought I recognized this name. I, dude, I'm a total gamer. I play games all the time. So the assumption was that. You know, he, he listens to the show. He's a local guy. And uh, he goes on and on just telling me about how he loves... Does, does this make us like E-list celebrities? Like I what, think so. What, what grade level are we? G? But, but let me relate this to PlayStation. H? He goes on to say how he, he you know, uh, that he's a PlayStation guy, and I, I mentioned I'm an Xbox guy and whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the outage and how people are having difficulty getting on, but I didn't know the extent of it on Saturday. Yeah. Certainly I hadn't tried it out myself because I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but then he was talking about how he was playing just that morning 
And so now I'm starting to wonder if he was just, you know, throwing me a line full of crap. Because if people aren't able to play, uh-huh. and he was saying he did play, and he was just sort of pretending to know what the show was, I don't know what he would have gained from it. He means he's trying to impress you. No he's trying idea. to suck up to you, Alon. But uh, that's what happens when you're an E-list celebrity. Yeah, certainly he recognized me in some way, so that was weird. But you know, hey Richard, you know, thanks thanks for listening. If you do listen, we'll be right back. Hey, it's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Okay, so we're back. If you want to call us, it's 866-536-1100. If you're listening live, give us a call. Um, you can also email us. We're going to talk about an email in a second. Alon or Ara at chatterboxgameshow.com. Those are two different email addresses. Now, um, continuing the Sony theme today, uh, I'll remind folks that last week we were talking about PlayStation Home and how essentially useless it is. But uh, we w- I wanted to hear people's experiences, and so Eric was kind enough to to email us. Eric from Connecticut. Eric from Connecticut is how he signs off. Um, his last name actually matches the name of someone I I didn't I don't want to say grew up with, but someone I you know who was in my elementary school uh, lived down the road from me, and I later found out in life around college age that while he was totally high on coke, he killed his ex girlfriend and is now in jail for life. That is a bad life path. Yeah, not this guy. His name was not Eric. He's, I don't even remember what his first Eric name is. Eric is, I will venture a guess, to say he's on a better life path. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't killed anyone yet. Hasn't been sent to jail. Um, and used PlayStation Home. Coincidence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I guess, proof that he's not in jail. <laughs> I hope they don't have access to that stuff in jail anyway. Hmm. Look, imagine they did. Imagine they have access to video games, and some jails probably like do. On- online games? Or some prisons. But putting them online would be like, that. that's the next step of bad news. That would be hilarious. Right? Especially if they're like pedophiles or something, and they're playing on Xbox Live. Yeah, that would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> There's none of those in prison. <laughs> All right. So I don't want to use whole, whole email, but um, it was basically saying what we thought. Like that, that there's some sort of potential for something interesting to happen in there. But it's still lame. Yeah, but it is like he did and, mention that like there were some where he played this quest thing and you could get stuff that you know helped you decorate your your home, but that's lame. But there are ways that you could do stuff that actually you know transfer to your game, um, at least could. I don't I don't know if any actually have, um, but it's it's nice to know that that could happen, right? Like because there there are things outside of a game world in in Xbox that have uh, at least on Xbox Live that have affected the game. So let me use the example of. It was either Fable 2 or Fable 3, I don't remember. But you could get an Xbox Live Arcade game, like Pub Games, I think it was called. Yeah, the Pub Game. And then how well you did in that, like, converted cash into your, your player in the real game. And they made sure that that came out before the full game did so that you could play that sort of in anticipation, collect a lot of money, and then your character in, in the game, uh, Fable 2 or 3, whatever it was, uh, would have that sure. cash. And so you could conceivably do the same thing at home. You'd do some quest or something, and it helps your character out. Uh, metal, not metal, um... Yeah, Metal Gear. Metal Gear does a lot of stuff, like from game to game. If you have a save file from one game, you play the next game, and it recognizes it and has some sort of interaction or different storyline uh, theme based on on your previous actions. So all sorts of stuff could be built into it. I'm actually curious to see uh, if there's a new Metal Gear, what uh, 
well, there was a new Metal Gear. There's about to be or something. Um, I've lost how track. They, how they would work? I've from. really lost track. Isn't there a little new like Raiden thing coming out or has? I don't know. I, there was I, Peace I, Walker. There was Peace Walker. I think. Yeah, but that was PSP. Yeah. Well, I can't keep track anymore. Yeah. There was certainly no no big production AAA home console version past four. But you know, if they did something at home in PlayStation Home, I'm sure it would carry over. They they would come up with an they could if yeah uh, if they wanted to. I'm the, not really so excited about those types. That's of one one group of developers, or at least the one guy, yeah. who uh, does interesting creative stuff uh, based on the, the tools available to him. Right. The one well, the difference the difference between the way it's done in like Metal Gear and this is this this home thing. It's like it's like a marketing thing where it's like oh we're gonna try we need to try and make a device to get people. To go and use home, so we're going to give them an incentive for it, right? The way Metal Gear does that type of stuff is that it's 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 in a lot more of a creative manner. It's not done as a device to get you to do something. It's more done as you know, for example, just to think it's cool. Yeah, it's just it's just a cool thing. You know, it's a lot less insidious, right? Like if you have a Castlevania save file on your on your PlayStation first Metal Gear Solid, right? And you got to this one boss. Right, and he's like, "Oh, I see. I sense that you like Castlevania. Yeah. Right, or, or whatever. That game right? also. One thing I really like. You don't. You don't get an unlock, right? But that's like that's a really cool thing to experience. Well, I agree. Um, and that's that's sort of the first sense I had of, of that type of neat feature they threw in. Yeah. But they also just simple things, and, and I'll just mention this on an aside. I remember playing. I believe it was Metal Gear Solid. It might have been Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh, when a helicopter comes into the scene at some point, who knows when. Um. The rumble in the controller very well simulated um, a helicopter, and I was just like, "Whoa!" This is early on in, in Dual Shock. It, it felt it like it the, felt like the very blades were caressing the palms of yeah, your like hands. Yeah, like I could they because they were using both of them, the light rumble and the strong rumble, and yeah. such perfect sync. Yeah, uh, that it, it made me feel like I was you know holding the helicopter or in the world of the helicopter, and no other game, no other game ever. Has given me that experience with uh, with force feedback. You know, you know what? I I love hearing descriptions of situations like that because if you really look at it in an analytical way, there is there is really like there's nothing about a helicopter's chopping sound right that necessarily like feels like anything, you know. You can't touch the helicopter blades. They'll <laughs> chop your fingers off. Yeah. Right. So there's no there's no sense of that, right? But sometimes, sometimes when they get things just right, that mapping for you just it just feels exactly correct. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And it's something that I don't think developers utilize enough. These these interesting ideas that when no, I, they, they generally don't. I as a player experience that, and now I have an emotional bond with that game, and and conceivably with that lineage of games. And right? chopper blades. For the, yeah, and chopper blades. But uh, like I'll be more interested to get the second, third, fourth, you know, and and any game in the series yeah. because I know that they took that care and they created something for me that like I can't even quantify. I was just like, hey, that was really cool, and yeah. now I have. If I weren't speaking of it consciously, I would say a subconscious bond with with yeah. that game and developer for doing something really neat that really that yeah. clicked with me. Hey, and hey, it, like I always say, it's 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 the fine details that really make games matter, you know. And it, this is one of the perfect examples of that. Do Do you have any other examples like that? No. 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 When you think of one, let me know. I do, but I won't think of any during the that show. That is a great a great call for emails. I would like to hear. Uh, 
people's stories that that are somewhat that like is, that. That is good actually. When, when you were emotionally moved by something you totally weren't expecting. Not just emotionally moved, but like and like any like the the most non-essential thing that you experienced in a game that meant a lot to you. Yes. I think that's a good way of putting it. And don't give me some BS line about storyline and how when some character died, you felt affected. It's like like Ara is saying, something it unessential. Could, it could be, I mean, yeah, here's another example, actually. This is one of the greatest things in the world. You ever played Castle of Illusion on the Genesis? I don't remember that's, anything that's about that, it, that's but that I know Mi- that it was very popular. That's that Mickey Mouse game, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is, they had, there's a certain sound that, the game makes when you hit your head on a ceiling and it's like it's like the most satisfying like plasticky clap that you you've ever heard it's it's just an incredible sound effect it's like it's 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 kind of like i don't know like like a plastic mouse head right like you know those mouse ears right and it's just like some some plastic hitting a wall right and it's i don't know how they built that sound but it is such a satisfying thing to hear, and it's just it's just so well crafted that when you play the game, you are just mercilessly compelled to when you're like walking in a corridor with a low ceiling, you're like just, just jump for no reason, yeah, because you want to hear that sound and that's a cool sound. And it's just like that's just like the little thing, or or like now I'm also reminded of um, in Revenge of Shinobi, which was another old Genesis game, first generation Genesis game. Played that a lot. The second level, right? They had the most beautiful waterfall effect. I I will challenge you if you can find that reference and go back to it. It is it still holds up. It still looks good. Really, sixteen bit Sega Genesis, sixteen bit, probably not much more than just a scrolling color lookup table. The waterfall effect it looked incredible. Are you sure you're not pulling, just pulling nostalgia? No, because I went back. I went back a couple years ago and I looked at it, and this is from like, gosh, what, like 1993 or something. And I was like, wow, that still looks incredible. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, I got to tell you, actually, I was very impressed with uh, Portal 2's. Um, glass effect so i've been playing portal 2 for the last few yeah years. lots of people are playing that huh uh, yeah it's a good game so far like i've gotten through i think chapter six or something or into chapter six is there anything that annoys you about that game the only thing that annoys me about it is that so far it's basically just the first one rehashed which and it's hilarious and i'm enjoying it but people are talking about it being so awesome i was expecting it to be somehow different and i think there's something about gels that happens later in the game from stuff that i've read yeah. different types of things they introduce into the game that haven't happened yet the only new thing i've seen in it so far is uh, a light bridge so they you can portal a light bridge which basically creates new platforms for you to stand on i see um that's the only new thing i've seen thus far up through like chapter six and of course think storyline and and whatever but um the new like in terms of functional features that that's the only new one but as i understand it from looking ahead a little bit at facts and things, I think there's going to be some really interesting stuff coming up. And so they probably built it this way so that people who didn't play Portal 1 could experience that stuff, and then you get into the new stuff later. Except since I did play it, I'm just rehashing it. And thus far, it's just the same experience over. But yeah, I'd say that's a fairly astute observation. The visual produced by Broken Glass in that game is basically perfect, in my opinion. It looks beautiful. So 
I wouldn't classify that as one of those emotional experiences. Yeah. But I want to get these emails. I promise you we will read these on the yeah. air, and no matter play, how stupid they are. Even if we don't we don't sort of click with what you're saying. And play Castle of Illusion. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that too. Yeah. Maybe we can find that sound effect. <laughs> I'll let you take care break. of that. But I want I want uh, I want to hear your emails or see your emails on that. So so send them to us. We'll talk about them next week or the week after. We'll be right back. And we're back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. We're online. We haven't been hacked. We haven't been hacked. Yeah. We are online. It's good because we we have good people running our servers. That's right. No uh, no gremlins in the all servers. All those all those all those hackers trying to claw at our our, our, our bastion of a website. Yeah. I want to I want to put out a feeler by the way. If anybody's a some sort of WordPress guru and they want to make us a new site out of WordPress. Uh, so that I can go install it on the server. Feel free, you know. Even put in an Easter egg and hide something of your own in there that I'll never know about. That's fine with me. But build me a nice, a nice template, or just use templates out there and make a nice site so that I can just do pod- every week a new post about about the show and the podcast. And then all I need is a sidebar where you can scroll through old MP3s. That's it. That's all I want. But we need to update the website. So if anyone out there is a is a whiz at that stuff and wants to take a few minutes, that'd be awesome. We can totally uh, pay you in. Um Promotional luggage tags and the bottle openers. Yeah, those are bottle openers slash shoehorns. I got a few. <laughs> I got a few of those. Okay, so back to games. There's some. There's some crazy stuff going on here. There's so many good ones. I don't know what to choose from. Okay, ads in achievements on. Ads in achievements. Let Let me explain, but let that let that fester in your brain for a second. It's festering, all right. I'm wondering how much it's festering for our readers too. So there's this company. It's called, gosh, I don't even know how to say this. Keep with two eyes, I'll or say Kip, or Kip, or Kip, or you know what? I, I, I bet it's Keep. Yeah, because as in keeping yeah, real things. That's cute. Yeah, keeping it real, right? So this is this is probably a keep in it real going wrong, but um. So this company is basically like one of those Silicon Valley startups and. Their whole shtick is, hey, wouldn't it be great when you're playing a game and instead of when you get like an achievement and it's, oh, you get 30 nerd points. Instead of the 30 nerd points, you get uh, a free hamburger redeemable at your favorite uh, or your least favorite uh, hamburger Car- store. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. That's what you're looking for. There you go. Yeah. Right. So. This is actually for real. It doesn't work on consoles, but they have a SDK apparently that they're going to make available. I think it's going to be for iOS and Android, right? So pretty much mobile phones only uh, for the time being. But I actually found the whole idea to be quite distasteful. I'm loving it, dude. If I can get free pop chips, I'm all over that. You're loving it? Alon loves the pop. How does this how does this change your experience if you're playing like Angry Birds or whatever and you get to the level like I don't know like ten or something and then Tiny Wings. Let's say Tiny Wings. Angry Birds sucks. Okay, whatever. I've been playing some Tiny Wings. Either way. All right. And then you get to like level ten and then uh, wow, you unlock the coupon for uh, like a free uh, um, I don't know like a perm or something. Um, well, I don't want a perm. Yeah. But 
whatever I have to do to get me some free pop chips, I will work harder at that achievement than anything else. So if I know in advance that it's going to yield something, uh, I will work at that. So this is interesting, right? Because it's not really clear exactly like what means precisely they intend to do this, right? For example, we don't know if it's going to be like a surprise, right? Like, oh, you just got to this part of the game and oh, here's a surprise. You get a coupon for your hamburger, right? Or if it's like going to be listed in the game where it's like get to level 10 and you get a hamburger. How does this change your experience on if you knew that you were going to get your pop chips at level 10? And I'm going to add in a little wrinkle here. It's the worst game that you've ever dreamt of playing. No, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. You wouldn't compel you to play? No, but let me tell you. Like I said, I've been playing Tiny Wings, iOS game. It's just one of those time killers. And it has, the game seems to pride itself on achievements. And uh, as you, basically you go up levels by completing three achievements. It'll give you three of them. You do those three. And even though every time you play, you can get a high score, if you also get those achievements and you get enough of them, then you move up to the next level. In this case, it's measured by the nests of your bird. Um, and so you're doing these achievements. Meanwhile, you could get achievements for something that's not in those lists, in that list of three things, I believe. Right. But in order to go up the level, you have to finish those particular three. So if I knew one of them was the Pop Chips Challenge, which was, you know, do whatever. That's the one you would do. Right. Well, it's not... Because Pop Chips. It's not necessarily the one I would do, but, like... I would probably focus a lot of energy on getting that one. Yeah. And they might even say that, like, this particular achievement requires you to be in level whatever first. And they could do that through, a, you know, a number of different ways. Just for... Okay, so now now suppose you do that, and then you get your Pop Chips coupon, and it's 30 cents off three bags. Well, I would like to think I'd know what the reward is in advance, or that the reward didn't totally blow. But... Uh, but yeah, like if they're going to send me some pop chips to my, my house or send me a nice coupon for some pop chips that I can show on my on my iPhone instead of having to print out, mm, that would be nice. Now, here's here's something I find uh, a little bit vexing about this whole premise right now. On the face of it, you know, who's going to say like who's going to say no to the possibility of just getting free stuff? Right. But here, here's what I find a little bit strange. Right. It's the way that they're pitching this whole thing. They've got a couple taglines. Right. One of them is deliver joy in moments that matter. And another one is reach them when they win, right? And then uh, it's, it's almost like they're pitching, like, your your mental state somehow at a winning moment is, is somehow more open to, or more susceptible to advertising or promotion than at other times. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Well, I mean, that's all marketing pitch, whatever. They need to get um, right. and I don't even know interested. If, and I don't even know if they, they believe that, you know? But here's the, whole, here's the whole problem I have with this just conceptually, right? Um, I actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty dubious about this. I don't think it'll take off. But this sort of thing is just another development that is in the same vein as the kinds of things that uh, Chris Hecker was talking about when he gave his talk called uh, Achievements Considered Harmful? Question mark. And I'm reminded of um, there was this guy who basically did experiments and research about motivation and things like that for like school right and just like kids doing tasks and, and kids learning and things like that right and there's just there's just one fair, fairly popular example of where a school did a promotion where they gave away pizza for reading books everyone knows the, the book it program is that it yeah it's you don't know what book it is 
Apparently Dude, not. I read so much because of Book It. Did you get pizza for it? Yeah, hell yeah, I did. Okay, so and he, I would never have read a page if right. it wasn't for the free pizza. Here's what they found out was that by studying the people, the students who did that before and after, they actually discovered that students were even less motivated to read on their own when <laughs> after the program, after going through it, then they because were... they weren't getting a reward for it. Yes. It's because... It's because of... It, this is the most interesting psychological thing. It's because they became... First of all, they're not used to reading on their own, right? So the, here's, here's a program. On the face of it, it's like, yeah, let's get kids to read because if they read, they'll be more interested to read. So we'll give away pizza, right? And then what they found out was that the very virtue of the fact that they were giving away pizza for reading diminished the person's interest in reading intrinsically. Uh, that's what I can blame it on, because I never read anything. Exactly. So, yes. And, and so, the hilarious corollary to this, the conclusion is that what they really should have done is given away books for eating pizza. <laughs> Instead of giving away pizza for eating books. I could have done well if that. And then we'd hate pizza, and we'd love books. Dude, the only reason I ever read in school was was yeah. because of Book It. Yeah. So, you know, to all those kids listening, you keep reading for pizza. They've got to still be doing that. Yeah. Right. But isn't like, how insidious is that? How unexpected a consequence is that? Dude, listen, it's all had, it has good intentions. And this keep me thing. Yes, and we all know about how roads paved with good intentions where they go. Well, but the point is it's not insidious. I mean, insidious involves intention. So, anyway, this Maybe. Keep, keep Me, and I say Maybe. Keep Me because their website is keep.me, and Keep is K-I-I-P. Yeah. Um, they don't have a lot of information on here, by the way. It, it looks like just a bit of a startup. Really? Yeah, what it seems like, uh, it just seems like one of these startups, honestly, that are just like, oh, let's try and get like lots of commotion about us so we can sell the company and, and leave town. No, no. No, you don't think so? so? I think that's what I they're actually, going to do. Um, I, I, I don't personally know, but someone who uh, I am, like... the close to in life a friend uh knows one of the guys who's on the keep team and i, I guess he's legit so anyway i'm gonna ask him tomorrow about yeah. this yeah like did you know that he worked on this thing that i ask just talked him. about last ask night ask him because i don't think it's 100 percent yeah I'm, I'm just looking because they have all the founders or the people who are involved yeah, the it's keep just, team at the bottom and it's like, so, whoa i know that guy it's so fluffy it's just the, yeah. the way that they're pitching it is so fluffy so Here's the thing. You hate achievements. You think that they break a gameplay. Well, I don't I don't hate them, but I just gave you the reason why I'm I'm very dubious about them. Many other people, including myself, get sucked into them whether or not that we want to. Right. It just acts as another challenge for us. Right. So, you know, whether it's a game on Xbox or iOS, whatever, I'm going to work to get that achievement just because because it's a challenge to do. Yeah. And so if they're taking that existing uh, you know, architecture and just adding an incentive or a reward rather, that's right. great. I'm not going to complain about it. Superb. What's lame is if they start doing really dumb achievements right. just for that. Right. Lame. But there's a lot of dumb achievements out there anyway. So, um, yeah. I'll tell you right after this one of the achievements from Plants vs. Zombies in the iPad that I thought was hilarious. Too. Yeah. I don't know if I want to work for my coupons because there's a lot of coupons. It's you stuff you're going to do anyway. That's fine. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So fair we're enough. we're uh, done for the week. Don't forget, go to uat.edu. That's the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Go there. Learn how to not make Sony break anymore. Uh, would love to hear that story. And don't forget get uh, to email us your stories of uh, unnecessary but emotionally uh, charged. What's the word awesome. I'm looking for? Compelling. Just amazing. A bonding experience you had a game had with a game over something that was totally unnecessary. We want to hear it. We'll be back next week. Good night, guys.
You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.